I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. We are Maxi, Tim Hardaway, Luka and Curry on the floor now. 3.7 left. Finney Smith to inbound. Finney Smith slaps it. Looking Curry toward the corner. Inbounds to Luka. Two seconds. Jackson switches on to him. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does. Doncic pulls up. Three-pointer. The step back three. Luka throws it up. Hits the shot. Luka Doncic from three. He hits. He hits. And the Mavericks have won the game. Bang. Bang. It's good. Doncic wins the game at the buzzer. To win the game in overtime. Let's go. Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn. And the series is tied at two games apiece. If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Down to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the playoff game-winning one, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh my lord! What just happened? What happened? What? I haven't reacted that. It, I haven't reacted like that in a basketball game in. I don't know when. I guess I guess when Vince Carter hit the shot. There's a lot of similarities to that. People are bringing that up of Vince Carter hitting that shot against the Spurs. But this moment right here, for me, and I felt like for a lot of people, best moment since 2011? Has to be. Has to has, be. Has to be. The peaks, the, just, just the peaks and valleys of that game. And obviously, on today's show, we're going to break down the Mavericks. 135 to 133 win over the Clippers in overtime. They're second in the series, tied 2-2. Two to two. Without Kristaps Porzingis, Luka on one ankle goes out there, down 21 in the second quarter, comes all the way back, 43 points, 17 boards, 13 assists, just the sheer peaks and valleys of that game. The depths that, I mean, I was live on Hot Mike. And we were saying, it's over. They put in J.J. Barea. They put in J- Justin Jackson. And all respect to those guys. But we were like, that's it. That's like the white flag. <laughs> that's the white flag. It's over. There's just, it's too much to overcome. This Clippers team is too good. The Mavericks are too far down. There's just not enough options. The Mavericks have run out of options. They're going to lose this game. And then Luka mother effing Doncic put this Mavericks team on his back. He's going to have to get, you know, a massage just because of how much he had to carry this team. All night against this Clippers team that is, most people say, could win the title. And, you know, (laughs) said all these ridiculous things about this team. And Luka made them look silly out there. Hit the game winner, won in overtime. And honestly, towards the end of the game, we were all saying it. There was, it looked like the fix was in. I mean, there were so many calls going the Clippers' way. I mean, there were so many things that that Lou Williams steal with like four minutes. The you know Luca going to the basket. There's just so many things that should have been fouls that weren't calls, and we were like, man, this is going towards the Clippers' way. And just Luca came up big every single time it mattered. Massive game for him. You cannot overstate how good this kid is because in the second quarter, I doubted. I said. I don't think this is going to work. You saw Brad Townsend with a tweet that said, I don't usually call a game over in the second quarter, but he said the game is over. This one's over. The Mavericks are going to lose. And let this let this lesson prove to all of us. Never doubt Luka Doncic. Never. Never doubt Luka Doncic. You can't. 
Down 21 points, you can't. Down 30 points, who cares? The kid can bring anyone back, any team at any moment back because he can go on runs. He generates offense. He is uh, the offensive generator for this team he is a walking number one offense in the league player and you can never doubt him again and anytime somebody's going to come out and say that they doubt him I'm just going to remind them of this game I think for most people I wouldn't I shouldn't say most I say for a lot of people around the league they called the series a few minutes before this the tip-off of today's game the moment that they announced Porzingis is out late scratch knee soreness I think a majority of people said, that's a wrap. Series is done. Luka was a game-time decision. I mean, we all saw him turn his ankle the other day. And the the quick turnaround, the early Sunday you know, start time, everything, everybody's talking about game-time decision. They didn't know, see how he warms up and everything. And they announced, what, an hour or so before the game? Not even that, that he's going to play. Rick Carlisle, before the game, said, we'll know in about 30 to 40 minutes, right? It was it was that close to yeah. whether Luka was going to play or not. Yeah, and so they made they made him available. They're like, hey, he's, he's going to play. They announced it. But then literally late, late scratch. I mean, KP was on all of the graphics, the broadcast, and everything as a starter. They determined last moment, Porzingis isn't playing. We know Luka is not 100%. And just judging how he played at the end, a few minutes that he tried to play the other day in the fourth quarter, coming back from the ankle thing, he was hobbling out there. I think for a lot of people, they called the series. And for Luka to go out, and I mean, down 2-1, against not just a title favorite, but Kawhi, Paul George, Marcus Morris, who's been playing pretty good defense. Like these, like this is the team is built to beat a guy like Luca. Like this is what they're they're built for. They have the best perimeter defender in Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi picked him up early in the game, not just the fourth, but for him to go out with no KP, bad ankle, like legit bad ankle. This isn't like a hey, we're just trying to like sugarcoat it here. Like legit bad ankle, down two one in the series. The series is on the line. And drop 43, 17, and 13, go into overtime and drop a game winning step back 30 foot game winning three to tie the series up. It's literally one of the best playoff performances I've ever seen. All context in mind, all that. The fact that he's the youngest player to hit a game winner in a playoff game. Pfft, come on. Who knew who knew that? Oh my 21. I mean, okay. He's top three in the game right now. <laughs> we, we can all agree that, right? I mean, what, what else does he have to do? And, I mean, I've already seen this on Twitter today, and whether it's a reactionary thing or not, would you take him over to Giannis if you're building a franchise? I am. But, I, I mean, I am. But, I mean, I feel like we're, we're, a Mav, like we're a Mavs podcast and everything. But I think even – I mean, I feel like he's there. Like, he, he's there right now of – how many players in the league right now would you say is better than him when they when they tip off? He's right there with Kawhi and LeBron and Giannis and James Harden. He's right there in that group right now at 21. He's in that elite group. No Absolutely. Doubt. And when Durant comes back and Curry comes back, well, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A di- it's yeah. a different conversation then. But what I was saying during the game is that Luke is doing all of this. He's as productive as James Harden, basically. He's as effective as some of these guys. He you know, carries an offense as well as LeBron does. And yet, he's still not efficient. With his three-point shot, we get so frustrated with the free throws that he misses. You know, there's still a ceiling. There's still somewhere that he can go up to, right? Like, there's still another level he can hit. 
by being more efficient, by hitting more threes. Like he's still not even an efficient three point shooter. Like maybe not even a good three point shooter, right? <laughs> Just if you look at the numbers alone. So there's still another level to go. So if you're telling me, would you rather start a team with Giannis or or Luca? Luca has that next level to go. Giannis, it's it's can he hit the shot right? And we're, there's yeah. the jury still out on whether he can hit it or not. We know Luca can hit it, but can he hit it efficiently? I'd much rather bet on that. And the fact that Luca can, you know, <laughs> like pretty much run a, the number one offense in NBA history <laughs> on his own. I mean, it's just crazy. We just it, got we we just got done saying all the good things about Dirk his whole career, right? Like, just going on and on about Dirk his whole career. And guess what? We're doing it again. We have another guy to do this about, right? We just got done with, like, anytime we started talking about Dirk on this podcast, we just went on and on and on about how great Dirk was and how great he still is and how great of a person and all that. Just reload all that stuff we said, and it's now about Luca, right? I mean, We're so spoiled. I mean, we are spoiled as Mavs fans to this feeling in this game for – I mean, it just took me back to these Dirk series. It took me back to that 2011 run. It took me back to that Lakers sweep. Haha. <laughs> it took me back <laughs> to that OKC series. It took me back to the, the big-time left-handed layup against the Heat. It took me back to all of those memories of, I mean, we could go years and years, not even just the title year, that Dirk at that level that you felt like he could score at will. And that was like prime Dirk. This is 21-year-old Luka Doncic. And the fact that there's still people out there who are like, you know, but is this a ceiling? You know, has he already hit a ceiling? I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is early. Is this What? Hey, is this his ceiling? But I don't care if it is. He's already Even if it is, right? Yes. Even if it is his ceiling. (laughs) I don't. But I do want to say this. They're up. I mean, they're they're up. They're tied 2-2 in the series. And I, I tweeted this out right when the game started. And I think this is one a huge like nugget of info as far as everything when it comes to this team and where they're at right now in the series. After four games in this series, the total combined fourth quarter minutes of Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis on the floor together in the fourth quarter is four minutes. In four games. In four games. Four minutes. Because we had a, K- a KP ejection in the first, first game. Game two, they won, but Luka was in all that foul trouble. You know, he picked up his fifth foul early, and then they, like, staggered a little bit. Game three was the Luka, uh, you know, ankle thing. So, you know, he got in for a couple minutes, but KP wasn't on the floor. And then he gets in. I mean, obviously KP didn't play in this game. Four games, the series is tied 2-2, and Porzingis and Luka have only played four, four fourth-quarter minutes together, and they're tied 2-2. That's, that's encouraging as a Mavs fan. I don't know what to say to that. It's, that's an incredible. That's an incredible stat, and the fact that they're two-two against this Clippers team. Coming up, talk about more about that. We'll break down the end of the Mavericks game overtime. We'll break down all that. Talk about all of it coming up. But before we do, it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. If you're playoff P right now, life is chaotic. Life is chaotic, and you might need some product to help you recover from all that burn you're taking right now. Playoff product. Playoff products for you right now. 
Luca burned you a couple times on defense in this game, and you might need some of this. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief from muscles and joints in a convenient, easy-to-use roller, shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recovery combines inflammation-fighting compounds to give you the support where you need it, where it matters most. And to make it easier, try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBD MD has to offer. They're offering our listeners, the Lockdown Mavs listeners, 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase. Superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. All right, Isaac Harris. I mean, where do we go from here? How do we disappear? Well, go to the dark moment. The dark moment that you <laughs> doubted. In, in the second quarter, Justin Jackson gets in the game. <laughs> so at the end of the first quarter, Mavericks are down 10, 24-34. Luka played the entire first quarter, and it just looked rough. I mean, Luka got a tech with four minutes in. Uh, Boban had some good moments. They played MKG early as well. It just it just looked tough, and it looked like, man, let's just enjoy this game. We'll, you know, Whatever is going to happen, we'll, maybe some fun moments will happen. Mavs down 10. Going into the second quarter, the Mavericks started J.J. Barea, Seth Curry, Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi, and Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson My- <laughs> and J.J. Barea have not played an entire minute in the playoffs so far, and they come out to start the second quarter. I uh, watched this game with my dad, which was an incredible experience. Someone will always remember us hyped up, going crazy. My dad and I stood up at the end of the game, pounded each other's chest. We were yelling at each other, and it was a great moment. But in the second quarter, when Rick trots out that lineup, my dad looks at me on the couch and says, is Rick throwing in the towel already? <laughs> and, and I just start cracking up. And it, I mean, it was a dark moment there because they, you know, they went down some and it's like they got down by 21, 21. They got down by 21 points. And I think a lot of people saw it on Twitter and everything like, hey, this is going to get bad. <laughs> this is going to be a rough second half to watch. The Clippers were shooting 61%. Going into the second quarter and through through some of the second quarter, it was just so balanced offensively. It wasn't just that Kawhi had like 12 points or 18 points or whatever. It was like seven points from Paul George. It was like eight points from from Kawhi, six points from Zoo, you know, seven points from Lou Williams. Like it was just so balanced across the board. Seven minutes and 29 seconds left to go in the second quarter. It was the biggest lead for the Clippers, 21 lead for the Clippers 54 to 33 it just looked like it was ending I mean it just looked like everything was falling the Mavericks ran out of options like I said in the first segment and then we had the weirdest thing where uh I can't even remember what it was but Doc Rivers challenged the one of the dumbest fouls like I've ever seen just one a really weird play right then right at seven minutes and 29 seconds left in the second quarter biggest they had the 21 point lead and doc rivers challenges a foul on paul george it was going to be his second foul and it wasn't it wasn't for free throws even was it it like wasn't even it wasn't even for free throws he challenges this just what a dumb foul to you know especially up 21 like it made no sense to me and i was upset because it upset the flow of the game and all this kind of stuff but it ended up being, you know, something that they probably needed later. It was unsuccessful. And then the Mavericks kind of go on this, uh, you know, a little bit of a run. They get within seven with three minutes to go. Uh, and they kind of hold that. Luke has a couple and ones, which were awesome. And then at, at halftime, the Mavericks were down by eight points. 
Mavericks go on a 25 to 12 run to end the second quarter. Luca had 15 points, nine boards, seven assists at halftime. Trey Burke had 15 points, and the Mavericks were only five of 16 from three. Like they still weren't even hitting well at halftime, but they still got the got the game within eight. And there was some life, right? The Mavericks finally yeah. got some life into this game, and it was it was that was when you know our hopes started to get up a little bit. At least yeah, we started because- to enjoy the game, right? <laughs> that's, exactly. That's the point where I was at. And we all knew the third quarter was coming, and that's when the Mavs excel, right? The third quarter. And <laughs> the third quarter Mavs came out, and first off, I think Kawhi, you think he's having quad problems again, didn't he? Wasn't his quad stuff? Because Trey Burke crossed him so bad in the third quarter to get to the rim. I don't. How many teams in, in the playoffs at, like legit need Trey Burke right now? Hey, I'm just I'm floored by this every single time. And it's been in every game so far in the playoffs four for four. I've tweeted out a Trey Burke highlight Sixers fans somehow find it and they just all cry in my mentions because they're like, we had this guy on our team and we could have used this guy totally. And they could they totally could have used him. Honestly, the Clippers could use <laughs> could use Trey Burke <laughs> yeah. instead of Reggie Jackson right now. For real. And I mean, that that third quarter, they go out and they win the quarter thirty five to nineteen. It was a massive third quarter, and you mentioned Trey Burke. We'll just go ahead and talk about him now. It is insane how important Trey Burke is to this Mavs team. <laughs> it and doesn't make any sense how important he it is. It doesn't make any sense, and you know he starts in this game. KP doesn't play. Obviously, we talked about it, and they go they go small. They don't start Boban. They start Trey Burke. They don't start Seth Curry. They start Trey Burke. Um, but Trey Burke, thirty seven minutes played in this game. He has twenty five points. On 10 of 14 shooting, 71% from the field, 4 of 5 from 3, had 5 boards in this game too, and I thought he played pretty dang good defense at, at times. I'm I'm floored about the impact that Trey... I'm floored, but I am so excited for him. I love hearing stories like that, and Rick Carlisle's a point guard wizard. Absolutely. I mean... If you're a point guard out there, how are you not clamoring to come play for this Mavericks team? Trey Burke, by the way, game high plus 17 in the plus minus category. I mean, incredible. All the other starters except Luca were all negative. Uh, JJ Beret and Justin Jackson were on minus 10, by the way, and they only played like five minutes. But Trey Burke, incredible. After the game, he said something I thought was interesting. He said, coming into this bubble, you know, I've always heard in my career, oh, this guy can score, but he doesn't play defense, right? It's always the Mm, but with Trey Burke. And he came in here trying to prove that he can play defense. And we've noticed that just from the very beginning of this bubble. His effort on defense has been like 110%. He's always trying to run through screens. He's not always going to be there. He's not a great defensive player, but he's been trying super hard and his effort has been there and that's I think that's why he got the start. I mean, he's been hot shooting. He wasn't even really a hot shooter. Like he wasn't even really an efficient shooter. He's like 34% from 3 in his career. Comes in the bubble and now he just, you know, can't miss basically. And this game is just a culmination of all those things. All those great things that we've said about Trey Burke just paid off completely in this game. I mean, he was massive. And and you mentioned his defense, and let's just give so many players a shout-out on defense right now. One, Luka's defense. On the bad ankle, too. Like, this wasn't just an offensive performance by Luka that made it so special. I thought Luka played incredible defense. His defense in the bubble in general, I think it's been way better than what it was before the hiatus and but then to, for after the game 
And I love that Maxie is getting some love on this. You or somebody tagged me in a thread or somebody threw some stats out there about Maxie Garden Kawhi and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it, it was a Yaya Dubin story. It was about Second Spectrum where they looked at players that had guarded Kawhi in a playoff series. And in a playoff series, Maxie had held Kawhi to the third lowest effective field goal percentage. Uh, among players that have guarded him in a playoff series. The next mm. ones were like Malcolm Brogdon, I think was two. And then I think Kevin Durant was, was number one. That's held him to a lower effective field. So it's a small sample size. It was, th- it was yeah. three games at that point, but it showed that, you know, even though he's hitting shots on him, he's held him to a low effective field goal percentage, which is a stat that takes into account threes being more than twos. It gives you more credit for, you know, four, three than a two. And so it was, I think it was 41% effective field goal percentage, which is, you know, really good, especially against a guy like Kawhi, who's an automatic bucket. And somebody tweeted at me and said, Max, he's, you know, he sold his soul to guard Kawhi. Because sure. I, I know a lot of us right now have been frustrated with Maxi and his shooting. It was 0 5 from three, three point land tonight again. And I think he's only hit one for the whole series. Yeah. But I, I'm not I'm not getting as upset about him because he's having to take on the Kawhi assignment. And I loved, and this is a sign of a great leader and a franchise cornerstone and everything for Luca. That after the game, Luca's praising his teammates way more than he talked about his stat line. And he said and he pointed them out. He wasn't asked about them. He specifically brought him up, brought him up about Maxi and Dorian Finney Smith. And he said, Without them, we do not win this game. That's what a great leader does. And he's just freaking 21 years old. Absolutely. More more guys deserve credit. Uh, we'll talk all about them coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, you know, you love it. You've had it. You've eaten them. Mm. They're back. Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Bar none. Built Bar none. That's it. They're the best one. They had 12 original flavors that we love. Got to try all those. Now there's six new flavors that you can try. So they have 18 incredible flavors. They also have non-nut flavors and nut flavors, depending on you know allergies and things like that. So if you're worried about that, go ahead and check out their website. Uh, Built Bar is great for someone that's health conscious. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in something that actually tastes good. Whenever I try to eat healthy, just sometimes there's like, man, I just want to eat something that's sweet, that tastes good. Every once in a while. And Built Bar can be that thing for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet. They're, they fit in any kind of diet that you're trying to do right now. All those different flavors we mentioned. And right now, if you buy Built Bar, you get a free cooler with a purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's not your first order, your next order. So use the promo code LOCKEDON. Get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this game. I mean, we we could probably talk for another hour about, about this game, how incredible it was. The Mavericks down the stretch. I mean, that incredible third quarter run. They go into the fourth quarter with the lead, and they only gave it up a little bit there towards the end. I mean, they... <laughs> pretty incredible by the well, way Luca set out to begin the fourth and they withstood yeah. that without Luca and that was that was huge for him that was massive Luca played 45 just under 46 minutes in this game on a bad ankle yeah Oof. are you are you worried like does that without, ma- without the new Holger there <laughs> is Casey Smith the new Holger <laughs> I just love that I saw some people praising the Mavs medical staff uh, during and after this game. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, hold up. I thought y'all were crucifying them uh, uh, last game for trotting Luca back out there. <laughs> but never mind. Uh, to each their own on that. But the fourth quarter run, yeah, I mean, they let him. Obviously, it got tied there towards the end of that. But Luca 
had that stretch had the stretch there to where he forced the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George and these defenders. He forced them to go zone because he was torching them so bad in the pick and roll with Boban that he made the Clippers, who a lot of us consider uh, myself, like I feel like they should be one of the best, if not the best, playoff defensive team. Luca forced them to go zone at times, and that was like a panic move by. Do- I was like laughing this whole time. But also, also who bought? Uh, how'd the Currys get tickets to the game? <laughs> The Curry's got tickets to the game? How'd they get tickets to the game? How'd they get tickets to the game? Also, they couldn't get them seats together. Even virtually, they couldn't get them seats together. Steph was over here. Like, Did, Callie Rivers was over here. <laughs> I read something. Look, literally, I, I read something. I don't know if you know this. Did you know that Seth Curry's father-in-law is Doc Rivers? No freaking way. Really? I I, I read no that during the game. No one's ever never mentioned that. It. I know. I'm like, why? That should be a story people should write and talk about. But anyway. Also, sorry. did you know that Seth Curry's brother has won two MVPs in the National Basketball Association? Did you know this? I, no, I and did not know that. Hold on. Listen to this, though. His dad also played in the NBA. Wh- what? Yeah, his name's Dell. Seth's Like dad? the computer. Dell? Did he, he didn't invent the computers? Dude, you're getting a Dell as a father. That's what they said to Seth Curry when he was born. Oh, that story is so... Oh my gosh, I talk about that so much. It drives me insane. I wanted to mention, though, the Clippers... The reason why the Clippers' defense is, is failing in areas... They have two great defenders. In, because in Luca, Le- Leonard and Paul George, right? Great great defenders. Marcus Morris is a fine defender. He's okay. Yeah. But... Then they have Zoo in the in the you know in the paint and he's he can he's okay defending the paint but when the Mavericks bring him out when they have Maxi who is a threat from three and even if he's not hitting any which he's hit one this whole series even if he's not hitting any he's a threat to shoot and when they put Boban in there they're basically playing him against you know Montrezl Harrell and that so that's a non factor for Zoo and Luca's just taking advantage of whichever player is not any of those four. <laughs> it's either Landry Shamit, it's Lou Williams, it's Reggie Jackson. And he's like, all right, just switch me on to any of those guys and, you know, any way that they that they can. And I'm just going to take advantage. And if you don't switch, I'm just going to... So when you set a screen, a player sets a screen, let's say it's Maxi, Dorian, whoever. The player that's guarding, the player that sets the screen, can either decide to guard Luca then... Or decide to stay on their man, and then all of a sudden, the gar- the guy that was guarding Luca has to fight over a screen or under a screen. And if he's going to do that, and they're not going to switch, then Luca's just going to do that patented move where he gets into the paint, he keeps the defender on his butt, and he just like slowly and impatiently gets into the lane and either finds a pa- passing lane because the other <laughs> defender steps up. Or Luca's gonna hit a floater or hit a shot, get his own rebound, put it back. You know, like these are the options that you have guarding this guy. He's just figured out a way to be successful on both sides of it. And if they switch, then he's gonna be able to take advantage of Lou Williams or Reggie Jackson, like he did on these last couple of plays. You know, in overtime and regulation. I mean, it's I I'm so glad that the Mavericks don't have to figure out how to defend him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're over here trying to figure out how to defend Kawhi Leonard, and it's like, okay, just stay home on him. And get in his face, and maybe he hits a couple of two point jumpers, right? The other, the other option is how do you stop Luca from just generating an entire offense? I'm just worried that he's hit his ceiling, and that's the only thing I'm worried about. But he's just mastered everything. He looks like he's been in the league for ten years. Do you, 
Do you think he looks slow? Like, I just think that his feet are slow, and I just think that's going to hold him back in the NBA. Like, can he we have, we, get we past people? We haven't seen him play against, like, Marquette, right? Like, if once we see him play yeah. against, like, DePaul and, like, teams like that, maybe that will show us if he can play in the NBA. I know, and Alonzo Trier, I mean, come on, Lucas. <laughs> Poor Alonzo Trier, poor Alonzo Trier than, always going to be catching strays because of that. What what that guy said. Talk soon. <laughs> um, fast forward to the fourth, <clears throat> the end of the fourth quarter. Kawhi has a shot to win it. I thought Tim Hardaway Jr. played incredible defense on Kawhi in that shot. A contested long, you know, two from the right wing. I thought that was great defense from Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr., by the way, another guy we should give a shout-out to. 21 points, 8 of 18 from the floor. 3 of 8 from 3, which is 37.5%. We'll take that. Can um, Tim just only shoot threes from the corner? <laughs> if it's not in the corner, I get worried. He hardly ever does. But when he does, those are good. We like those ones. But yeah, without his 21 points, they're not in this game either. Uh, I also want to mention, we, met, we were talking about Luca's defense. One foul for Luca. Mm. I mean, that, yeah. that's huge. Like, Luca should be the guy that they're hunting on the other end to try and foul and you know, try and get in foul trouble like they did in the, you know, the sec- second game. Yeah, the second game that they won. So, and they, haven't, they didn't do that in this game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was better with fouls. I mean, he had seven turnovers, so we everybody can talk about turnovers and that. But Thirteen assists. His assist to turnover ratio is still great. <laughs> yeah, still, still incredible. Uh, you know, they they got the rebound there with point two left, and they put Boban in. I'm like, whoa, situational Boban minutes. Oh, a situation, yeah. a situational rebounder. Oh, and Lucas' pass was fascinating because I don't, I don't think I've ever seen. If there was a plan to throw it off the backboard and somebody catch it, I think it actually works sometimes. Just no one's ever done it before from out of bounds. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was. I was weird. wanting Boban to tip it in, but then they go they go to overtime. We're we're already hyped, a little worried because you know we're at forty minutes at that point on Luca's bad ankle, and you get this Marcus freaking Morris hits this shot. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It's kind of Maxi, you know, helped on with the kid Gilchrist on Kawhi in the paint. Left Morris, he hits the shot. But it comes down to that last possession for, for Dallas. And I literally told my dad, I'm, I said, hey, can I just want Luca to take the shot. I don't want him to yes. get fancy with it. I don't want him to draw up something for Tim in the corner, fading away. Don't do that play that we've now seen twice in the bubble where they run the basically uh, – Oh, it's called horns or whatever, where you have two screeners and one or the elevator or whatever play that they call. And Tim Hardaway Jr. comes streaking up from the from yeah. you know from the post all the way up to the top of the key and gets a three. Like we don't want that. We want Luca with the ball. And they give it to Luca, and that's the that's the moment. Uh, here we go. Well, one Maxi throws it so far in the backcourt. They have a foul to give. <laughs> Luca comes up, and they, you know they use the foul. And I think there's four seconds. Yeah, to there go was at nine seconds left when Maxi inbounded the ball, and then they fouled him. They had a foul to give, and there's three point seven left. So they wasted you know, almost six minutes. Yeah, which is a great six timing. Seconds, sorry, of, not six of minutes. <laughs> great timing of the foul for Reggie Jackson. One of the only things he he did have a great like out of bounds or whatever saving pass, but. He had an incredible pass, and he had that three in the corner that was like leaning out. I thought there's yeah. no way that was going yeah. in, and that was a good that was a good shot. Luca gets the ball, and the Clippers decide to switch. And we've seen some people already trying to uh, make their excuses on Twitter tonight. Of oh, okay, like great shot by Luca, but why did the Clippers switch? The Clippers switch. He had to shoot over Reggie Jackson. Still, the move that Luca 
Luka was taking the shot. This is a moment for Luka Doncic's career that we will never, ever forget. This is his, I mean, we always say it's a coming out party for Luka, but this is another coming out party for him. This is his first huge playoff moment. This is a moment. I mean, we're going to see this shot, this montage of, you know, celebration and everything for literally the rest of his career in every Mavs thing moving forward. We're going, we're going to see this shot and it goes in. He gets surrounded by his teammates, and he literally says after the game, he said, that moment when my teammates surrounded me, like, it was one of the best feelings I've ever had. And, like, my heart Come is on. like, zang, let's Come go. Like, I, I, I was hyped. You tweeted out a picture. Sham God was one of the first assistants there. Yeah. DA got there. The shot of Rick Carlisle with his hands up, like, Rick has emotions. Rick. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, it was everything about it. I mean, I was just, I sat down. I was just laughing. I I, I didn't know what else to do because I was, I had already been screaming and high-fiving my dad. And I was just happy, man. It's just, it's a moment that we'll we'll never forget as Mavs fans. Absolutely. I want to play this. This is a commercial that plays, I think it's on International League Pass. You know how they don't do commercials and they'll just play you know, like NBA videos. Uh, This is a commercial that plays through every single timeout. It's the Clippers and Paul George is talking and Kawhi is talking. uh, And I shared it and I just wanted to, I just wanted to play it on the podcast because I just think that it's so funny to listen to this and to think about Luca's three, (laughs) three that he hit and that the Mavericks are now tied two to two with this team. So uh, here you go. Guys, I can go and get a basket. You don't see how you can beat it, Paul George. You don't Ooh. see how you can beat it. Two guys mm. that are elite on both ends. One guys that can get you a bucket and stop you from getting a bucket. I don't see how you beat that. Hey, you beat that by Luka Doncic dropping 43, 17, and 13 on you, and you scoring nine points, three made shots of 14 total total field goals. I mean, this Clipper, I mean, we're talking trash now. We're we're excited. Isaac. The Mavericks can win this series. Why not? Why not? Do we want to say realistically why not? No. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I will say, not the end of the pod on a sour note, but we don't know what's going on with KP right now. Or Luca. We don't know fully the thing with, you know, the knee soreness was mentioned, mentioned a few days ago. Uh, you know, he played in, in that game in game three. He obviously was a late scratch in this. I think it was Trey Burke or maybe Tim Hardaway who said post-game tonight that he saw KP warming up before this game and that he didn't you know, look normal, wasn't moving uh, normal. Rick Carlisle said after the game that he's getting an MRI after the game on Sunday night. So we'll see. We, we just There's a lot of uncertainty around that, and that, that worries me a little bit. Tim McMahon before the game also mentioned he had a heel contusion, which I'd never heard of that Porzingis was dealing with that too. So there's just all kinds of issues. So, hey, we're it's having... non non-ACL leg. So j- just, to, right. just to point that out there. But that, you asked, wh- like, why? But it's a series. It's 2-2. It's going at least six games, possibly seven. I mean, this is... I feel like most of the NBA world is on the Mavs bandwagon right now. I think a lot of, a lot of including Nick here, who's... Uh, and all of my Laker fan head. friends are definitely on the Mavs bandwagon. Everybody is uh, wearing their <laughs> their Luka jerseys. and But I can't help to think, and this is this will be the last thing I say, I can't, I can't help to think, 
of what this game would have been like in Dallas. American, American Airlines Center, game four. It would have been, like, this game would have been, you know, in American Airlines Center. And if we just imagine that it plays out the same way it does, I, I don't even know what that arena would be like. I don't, like, we would have to, they would have had to carry Luca off the floor like Daenerys in Game of Thrones and just <laughs> passing him along to the locker room at that point. But I'm just, it's a special night for not just the organization, it's a victory lap for the organization and the team for, man, Luka Doncic is the face of the franchise, but I'm happy for Mavs fans too because, man, this was this brings us back all the all the Dirk feelings and all these Dirk moments we'll forever cherish. This is the first of many, many more of Luka Doncic's career. Absolutely. There you go. Guys, enjoy the game. Go back, watch the highlights. Go listen to this podcast again if you want to get hyped. Go listen to the beginning. How about that intro, though? Yeah. Those are some Those are some legends, some broadcast legends right there. Those are. <laughs> Three kings right there. <laughs> Guys, we'll be back for tomorrow's pod. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.